Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oh, I've been alarmed! It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century, from I Love Lucy to News Radio. Or maybe this week I should say. <laughs> The Beatles to Oasis, that's music, but whatever. I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also a reporter-producer for Decider.com. This is episode 106, and we're still in quarantine, um, but by the time this episode goes up, I will have had my second shot, so maybe I'm standing right behind you right now. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I am joined by Adam Bozarth. Hello. And Anna Rubanova. Hello. Hi. Welcome Hi. back. The last time that we talked uh, was when we talked about who's the boss a year ago. Yes, We have definitely not true. seen each other via screens in that, since then. Yes. <laughs> yes, I think that's true. We have not. Wait, what, what? have we been doing? <laughs> well, you've been doing a lot of podcasting. Yeah, we've been doing we've been doing left-handed radio a lot. You appeared on You heard of it? You've you've heard <laughs> he has heard of it and he was on it. I was on it. Uh, I went you to did. LA to pitch a cartoon. Uh yeah. let's just let's okay, that's it. We're, the, we're just going to talk about that LA trip now. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Might as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, also, let's I, be honest. I'm gonna just... We uh slayed it in front of FX. Yeah, FX loved us. And FX. beforehand, they were all, everyone, all of our friends were like, "FX is a hard room, y'all." FX get them to laugh. hates comedy. Yeah. They don't like pitches from comedians. And it was like six a.m. Like that meeting. Yeah, it, well, I, honestly, that meeting was like nine a.m. It was like first thing in the morning. And the fact it was that first thing in the morning, which had, doesn't isn't isn't great for uh, for for comedy at all. No. Is no. first thing in the morning. But we had but, them in the uh, palm we of our hand. It. Palm they of our loved hands. it. They didn't love it enough to buy it. No, no one. But did. they loved it. <laughs> Nobody. I mean, yeah. Uh, but they they loved it. I will say. So last week I did a Barney Miller, which is streaming on Crackle, which is another place that we streamed back when they did original <laughs> programming. And I'm glad that they didn't buy our show because then I would be in the pocket of Big Crackle. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to hold their feet. <laughs> I would be able to hold their feet to the fire with their crappy. <laughs> non-committal crackle, streaming service. Like just crackle commit, has and you'll be the great. worst. Programming. Crackle has everything that was like it was of its time. Crackle. Well, but like that's what I want. Like I want all in the family and Barney Miller and Bewitched and I Dream of Genie and Two Two Seven and like they have all of these truly bizarre lineup of old shows that you literally can't even buy anywhere else. Right. Like, not even on DVD. Some of them. So like, 
damn it. Anyway, I don't need to do two weeks worth of crackles, tra- crackle shaming. <laughs> uh, but y'all are also twitching and tweaking. We're twitching, we're TikToking, we're reeling on Instagram. Oh, wait, are y'all reeling? We've yeah, been... follow us at Left Handed Radio wait, on I, everything. I do. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> I feel no, like I you should. do, but we're, I'm you, talking to the listener. Oh, right you now. get the alerts on Instagram. I mean, it shows up in your Instagram feed. Um, but uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash left handed radio. We've been doing, we've been live streaming, but it's not like uh, it's elevated, as they would say in the cuisine world. Um, <laughs> we're, we're adding little. Uh, not little. I don't want to diminutize it, but we've been doing animated cart like cartoon hosts uh, playing Jackbox games. So it's you know something you can play together, um, and it's hosted by live cartoon characters. It's a lot of fun. It's fun. It yeah. is fun. It is fun. Um, yeah, I'm like you know I'm keeping it low energy t- today. I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm just driven. <laughs> I keep trying to adjust Adam back so we sound so we're at the same volume. Yeah, um, and he keeps ignoring <laughs> my light love taps, just like improv. And so it's just like just like we improv, were sitting in front of the freeform execs. Like, why the hell are we here? Our show is a cartoon, <laughs> and it does not oh, start hot teens. <laughs> freeform hated us. <laughs> we oh, were ten wow. minutes. We were fifteen minutes late. And no, we weren't 15 minutes late, but we were 15 minutes late as a as a group because we had an, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a helper and um, an and, executive yeah. with us and uh, they hated us. Yeah, <laughs> it was clear from the them from the very moment we it started. They hated there. us. Was that the one where we had to sit on the couches next to them? Yeah. Like where we were all I think, or yes. no, where we all had to sit on a very cramped couch, the four of us. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, listeners, I have been. I've done my tour of duty in the biz. <laughs> um, it's not over. Yeah, you're no, still. I mean, it. there I'm might be, be another war on. I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be selling this uh, book at some point, hopefully, maybe into a movie, maybe into Whoa. a miniseries. Who knows? You should. You should tweet about it. <laughs> that yeah, I should really start the Twitter. Account. I should just actually just instead of writing a book, just sentence by sentence tweet it out. Yeah. yeah exactly. <sighs> okay. Tom well, Sharpling's remember style. when blogging was a thing? People still call what I do blogging, and if they don't understand no, that now, that sounds really disrespectful <laughs> to well, what I do. Well, journalism has changed. Yeah. Well, it's just like people are like, hey, maybe you can write about this on your blog. And it's just like, I am a journalist that writes for a news website. Like, it is like, okay. I mean, granted, I do do stupid stuff. Um, but whatever. It's not a blog. That no. sounds like a generational divide. Like, yeah, the, maybe the style of writing is similar to how people used to blog when, you know, you could only call journalism like Printed. a 12 page article on on a rack. Like, yeah. maybe yeah. May, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But it does sound a little demeaning. Yeah. Just like, just throw it up on your blog. It's like you don't understand the hurdles I have to go through to get my various pieces about obscure Sam Neill movies published on the internet. <laughs> Which I can do really. Um, but this week on Must Have Seen TV, we're going to be traveling to September 17th, 1995. And also, 
across the pond. Braveheart yeah. rolled the box office in the UK. <laughs> uh, Boombastic by Shaggy topped the charts in the UK. Oh, <laughs> and, feeling fantastic. And BBC, the BBC, the BBC One, right? Or BBC One and BBC Different? Or BBC uh, is no. BBC One. Okay. Yeah. Aired the Keeping yeah. Up Appearances episode Hyacinth is Alarmed. Adam and Anna, you must yes. have seen Hyacinth is Alarmed before today. Nope. I feel like we have. I mean, didn't you go through a, a period where we were watching a lot of Keeping Up Appearances? Here's how I remember it. We <laughs> found it on probably Netflix like a decade ago. When they had stuff, um, yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. watched a couple of episodes. I was instantly charmed. I tried to write a sketch where the jo- the punchline was just the word come, and I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I tried- Is that related? Yes. <laughs> okay. Like, it was, it was like in her, like, I was trying to get Neil Casey to play Hyacinth, but I don't remember the sketch. The punchline was come. Uh I think he he had to be very particular about how he said the word or there was an amount of it that he was supposed to... Anyway, it was a disaster. Um, he immediately pegged me as the worst writer he's ever met, even though he knew me for like years Jesus. before that. So I have not lived that down. So, Neil, if you're listening, and I know you're not, um, no. I still am traumatized by your reaction to my really dumb half idea. <laughs> Didn't and, realize how much trauma was. And then I haven't seen the show since, but I still like the show. And that's the story. Yeah, we should probably watch the rest of it to heal this trauma, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think we're on our way. This episode basically had everything that I remember about the show mm-hmm. just re- repeated Right, like you That's already a sitcom, know from, right? from yeah. yeah, yeah. You already know, like, but it's amazing. You already know how it's like self-contained in a, even though it's a, you know, an original premise for yeah. that show. You already know that she, her pet peeve is being called bucket mm-hmm. instead of bouquet. Um, you, you know, her entire family. Um, like her, yeah, her even two they, sisters. Her, they don't interact in this episode whatsoever. Are those all her sisters? Because I didn't. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The two the two women in the B plot yeah. are are Hyacinth's sisters, and and they usually show up into her life to kind of uh, you know ruin everything um, or just be people, and she feels like they're ruining everything. But in this episode, they just have this short little self contained B plot, and then they never come no, back. Yeah. What is y'all's history with British sitcoms? Because I'm honestly thinking, aside from The Office, this might be The Office and also um, episodes of Are You Being Served that would air late (laughs) at night on the PBS uh, station in Nashville that I would like half watched because I was a little kid that was oddly intrigued by that very obviously gay dandy uh, character. (laughs) It's strange you say that uh, that that about um, are you being served? Because that's one I haven't watched that I feel like is in the that sort of pantheon yeah. of the great Britcoms. I know but... nothing about it except that it was like the one that our PBS station played, and there was a foppish dandy yeah. that I mean I don't know. I always had to watch it on mute because I was afraid of my mom finding me watching. Are you being served? God, uh, uh, what's wrong with me? 
Yes. To, <laughs> to answer your question, I because, because I feel like uh, my story is shorter, I'll go first. Uh, I think college, a professor uh, was like, you should check out Monty Python. That's me paraphrasing. And I did. And then that led to um, Faulty Towers, which also um, led to <clears throat> AbFab. Mm. Um, or like, a, I, I remember an improviser was like, you haven't seen AbFab? You have to. I'm like, okay. So I watched that, loved it. Um, what else was there? Like, oh, Peep Show. Peep Show is one of the mm. best shows of all time. Mm. Um, and, and so those are like, I think like three musts. And then things like Keeping Up Appearances are just these like weird little gems where you watch it. Like it's as enjoyable as like something like The Nanny or, yeah. you know, yeah. like they're just cute, but they're not like groundbreaking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like they just, weren't like it, critically acclaimed. It's just like well-written farce. Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. I have watched a lot of British TV from the 21st century, um, but just not not any, not anything before, like not any of these, except for Whose Line Is It Anyway, which was a moment, right. a moment for all of us. A real moment. Right. Comedy Central, right? Before or after Kids in the Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy Central had a lot of, I mean, they had absolutely fabulous for a bit. Yeah. I didn't check it out then, but Adam, I mean, Adam introduced me to Father Ted and um, Mm. tried to get me to watch The Young Ones. I'm still not there yet. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess for me, like my PBS, my local PBS station had Python on it. It was always was airing Monty Python. And then after that would either be um, Mr. Bean or Red Dwarf. Hmm. Which mm. it's like that's like a real I think it's a really good variety of stuff, but like Mr. Bean kind of you know opens you up to Rowan Atkinson and all these other things Black you Adder. do. Black Adder <laughs> is one of my favorite shows. I think it's does something so interesting and different that I don't think we really can do in the United States hmm. because the premise of Black Adder is there's this one uh prince um of a king that's supposed like it's it starts as a Shakespearean based sitcom where uh it's about the reign of a king that doesn't exist or was killed supposedly killed as a as a young boy but the premise is this he become he grows up he's Brian blessed he has t- he has two sons and one of them is is Edmund Blackadder who's this conniving little twerp and and witches say that he's going to become king one day and he tries his best to you know usurp his father's throne and he's a little twerp and then he's then reincarnated through different like not really but reincarnated like his his ancestry is in represented in different seasons of of the sitcom Mm. Anybody who's seen the show kind of knows this more concisely than I'm explaining it, but it's really funny. And 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 they can jump hundreds of years and do that kind of stuff. And still do the same character, the same the same vibe, right? Because Britain has history. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we have, like, you go back. Well, I mean, we have yeah. exterminate all the brutes on HBO. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, not a lot of like, not, not a lot good. of humor there. Yeah, no, but we can't go back that, that far. That stuff really came around for me when, like, um, when, like, direct, like, DVDs 
for home became like when yeah. Net- Netflix's original model, I had a I had a subscription to Blockbuster Online, which oh. was their their version of Netflix. So we I got really to see the young ones that loyal. way. We should have stayed loyal to Blockbuster. Like we just went to Netflix no. and was like, "Why? Fuck y'all. No, why? Why they they were so they were they were expensive, <laughs> oppressive." So wait, were Hollywood uh, Video or was Hollywood Video more regional? We had. We had. I think we had a Hollywood Video. Yeah, that was yeah I don't know. I, I always preferred Hollywood Video. Uh, but still, n- none of these are mom and pop like video stores. Compared to and Netflix, exactly. Well, Netflix now. grew bigger yeah, because Netflix. it was like a good product. Yeah. Um. But now, you know, who knows? Who yeah. knows what'll happen? So that's. I think both of us have that same sort of education in British sitcoms because first PBS, so support public broadcasting. <laughs> Right, and then DVDs, Support and, and now kind of, and and DVDs yeah. owned by roommates, and, <laughs> and, and roommate DVD collections, roommate DVDs. Yeah, but now it's like everything feels a little homogenized. I think like you probably can see the American influence in British comedy and vice yeah. versa now because it's such, it's so easy to see that stuff now. It's not a barrier. Yeah, uh, which is great, but it does kind of make things a little samey. I will say though, for 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 you, Brett, for anyone listening who's never seen Keeping Up Appearances, when we were watching the episode, um, the the term comedy of manners popped into my head because Hyacinth is so into manners, right? Um, and maybe not in this episode specifically, but she's upset. Like if you see the the opening, she oh, has yeah. a bunch of books on her shelf, oh, yeah, and they're all about like you know, oh, I wrote them. Down. I wrote them down. Uh, the and, the books on the books on her bookshelf are things like well, like let me just give you one example, and then and then we'll read these later too. But like, how to win at housework is one of the books, <laughs> and like it's it's because she's obsessed with uh she thinks she she thinks people believe she's upper class because her her husband is like you know some like clerk or whatever. Like she is. Lower class, right? She is 100% poor, but she is like, no, we're upper middle class. Like, it's different. Yeah. Like, you know, and, um, uh, it, it, it's in the same class of shows as Frasier, uh, The Nanny. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like aspirational shows. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, anything that's just like, you yes. yes, the high and low coming Where together. Where you have a, you have a butler, or the, or you wish you had a butler. You have a yeah, hot any butler. show with a butler. Yeah. <laughs> but Miles, the thing, the thing about butler. all those other other shows is they actually are about rich people. Like Frasier, even yes. though he comes from from no, nowhere, he is He's a successful psychologist. billionaire. Like that apartment in Seattle is insane, but amazing, right? Yeah. But the the difference between those shows and keeping up appearances is that nobody is wealthy in keeping up appearances. Yeah. It's all in her messed up little head. <laughs> and that's what makes it funny. It's not the difference between rich and poor. It is the, di- it, it is the cognitive dissonance in her brain and only her brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get into it. Uh, this week on yes. must have seen TV. We're talking about the keeping up appearances episode. Hyacinth is alarmed. It is the third episode of season five, which, like, in the UK, is huge. Five yeah. series? Um, and it was <laughs> written by Roy Clark and directed by Harold Snowd. 
Uh, here's how BritBox describes the episode. Hyacinth is in a sunny disposition, which mystifies Richard. The real horror of a situation dawns on him when he realizes that he has forgotten their anniversary. And, and Adam, how Classic. accurate is that description? That's very accurate. But I think Anna, I think, pointed out something very uh, important when we were watching it was like, oh, <laughs> like, this is the only episode she's in a good mood. Right. Yeah. She's always in a bad mood she's, except for this one. For this one. And, My first and one. that's why her husband her husband freaks out. But she's she's always, you know, nitpicking and like you know, like trying to impress the vicar or whatever, which also very British. Yeah, vicar's like a priest, right? But like a priest you yeah. can fuck because the younger sister really wants to get with that vicar. I think yeah. that's also. I don't think you can. But she, no, I, th- I think an Anglican vicar you're allowed to marry. Okay, because I was going to say, like, this is like, you know, proto hot priest, hashtag flea bag. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, because he is kind of hot. He's 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 a good looking guy. I mean, compared to everybody else in the show who looks like I mean, that's the other thing about British sitcoms oh, yeah. is they're not hiring for looks. No. They're hiring if for funny. I think Rose is beautiful. OK. Yes. But, yeah, and yeah, also the, the actress who plays Hyacinth, also clearly a looker in her in when she was younger. Sure. It's just funny that like, oh, well, you know, as as like. She made it work. She 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 was an older woman working on television in the mid nineties. Uh, Get it so done. So she had to. Yeah, she she got it done. What are the other? Uh, yeah. So the opening credits. The theme song is like really like Donna Reed show. It's like very like <laughs> twinkly. Uh, you know, proper stiff, etc. What are the other book titles on that shelf? And all the books uh, fall over at one point, right? Which is very metaphor annoying to her. Uh, yeah, she's like very annoyed. Oh, the eyes. Uh, modern etiquette, color me beautiful, always in style, um, flower arranging, writing letters for all occasions, the Daily Mail book of household hints and tips, um. <laughs> Uh, the <laughs> the complete guide to allergy and intolerance, which I thought was actually very cool. <laughs> like she 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 not only cares how you know she comes across, she also wants to make sure when she serves people tea or dinner or whatever that she doesn't accidentally kill them, cause an allergic reaction, yeah. <laughs> which is very it's it's yeah. ahead of its time, yeah. And the last one is how to become absurdly well informed about the famous and infamous. <laughs> I want to read that book. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, write that book. Jeez, that's a great book. The first scene uh, of the yeah. ep- oh, those are the, the first scene of the episode is like she's trying to wake up her husband because she is like. It's like Christmas morning for her, but it isn't Christmas, pointedly. <laughs> exactly. Um, or wait, what do they call Christmas over there? Christmas. So, but isn't there like <laughs> they say happy, gonna... happy Christmas? Uh, they say happy. They Christmas. do say and happy Christmas, Day. and, and there's Boxing They say Day. Father Christmas, Father Father Claus. No, they say Father Christmas. Father Christmas, Happy Christmas. But um, yeah, it's Santa Claus, guys. Anyway, so she's she is so happy. And even as a viewer, this is my first time meeting this character. But the husband's reaction, Richard's reaction, where he's just like panicked, like, what have I done? Like, that lets me yeah. as a newbie know, oh, this is very like not the norm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very smart. 
Yeah, and she's play- she's also playing it so treacly and so overly sweet where you it doesn't seem genuine anyway, you know, of like, oh, this is not this character. And she's just, <laughs> like, waiting for the post, the post, Wait, the post yes. to come. Right. Because, uh, like, she's convinced that there is a huge surprise gift coming. Um, yeah, that is what I love about this stuff is like, it's not Richard lying to her. She talks herself into the idea of like, oh, my big anniversary present must be coming by the mail. And because I, I don't see it. And I, because he's clearly putting on an act that he forgot. He's pretending he forgot. He didn't wake up early. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't want a big breakfast because he's trying to be romantic. Like all of this. <laughs> You know, um, self hypnosis. Do you yeah. think that it? Do you think that in previous years he has gotten her a big gift, or is this just no. out, absolutely out of, not <laughs> out of the blue this year? She's just <laughs> like absolutely not. The way that this character works herself up into things, it is like she completely forgets who everybody is, <laughs> what they're like. Like she just is so aspirational in presenting an upper class persona that she just doesn't acknowledge what her family's personality is like. Oh, she's like um, Wanda. She's a WandaVision. In her head, in her head, she's concocted this entire world and she's just like living in that reality. (laughs) Yes. We'll take your word for it, Brett. (laughs) We still haven't seen it. Sorry. Um, But yeah, like I said, she's completely delusional and the entire... Like it's it's watching somebody play virtual reality and nobody <laughs> nobody understand like they they just have context clues They're like oh this is this is how she gets when the zombies are after yeah, her it's okay just like, I get I, I she's trying to grab yeah. the the can of soda off the counter and it isn't right, right. <laughs> that's the only virtual reality I've done virtual reality and I have shopped in a bodega. And been, under, okay. and been underwater. Like, there was one where the whole point of the game was, like, walking around a 7-Eleven, basically. These are wow. these are very important for these unprecedented times. <laughs> I miss going to one. Um, so then we have... So at this point, when I'm watching it, I honestly was like, oh, shit, am I ro- watching the wrong episode? Because the cut to who I now know is her sister, the cut to that mm. plot is, like... All of a sudden, bam, like, we are, again, like, it's a different couple. The lights are out. They're, like, and I was, like, wait, is yeah. this another episode starting? Wait, what? Who are these people? It was <laughs> it was very, I honestly watched that entire scene, and then I stopped it to, like, look, and, and then I saw that, that um, Hyacinth popped back on looking for the postman. So I was, like, oh, okay, no, we're, we're still in the same episode. That was just a very jarring cut to me. But the B-plot starts with, uh, wait, what is her, uh, what's her sister's name? The other one, not the Rose remember. is the like hot one. Rose is the Blanche, right? right? Yes. Yes. Rose is the Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> so like they're they in... have different names for everything over there. Well, yeah. Hyacinth is is also a flower. So I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the middle sister has a flower name. Is she Daisy. That might be. is it Violet Blossom. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, Pinecone. Um, <laughs> Daisy, Daisy, yeah, I think it's it, Daisy. It is wow. Daisy, yeah. That's a okay. Well, so yeah, Daisy wakes up I because am Batman. So <laughs> she sees, she thinks that she sees like a burglar or something in their bedroom, and then her husband is just like, "That is your father." 
And uh-huh. then they're like, well, he looks dead. And there's like, there's a lot of banter back and forth that I honestly uh, can't really recall because my mind was like, what is happening? Is this a different episode? Right. <laughs> Did the show just change? <laughs> That's fine. And and remember, like anyone watching it as it was airing would have already seen like, you know, multiple seasons. So, yeah, so they, they wouldn't be as confused. So it's forgivable. They understand the um, rhythm. Like in American television, between those two scenes, there would either be a, a commercial break or an establishing shot over the neighbor's house because us Americans are dumb. <laughs> and right. I, I wonder, were there ever establishing shots of any houses or is it always just like a door and then the bedroom or then the Yeah, well, when she goes room. outside yeah. for a second, you see, but, like, I don't know what the outside of their yeah. house looks like. There's exteriors, but there's no establishing shots. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, yeah. you could see the garden and you could be like, oh, that those are beautiful roses. I wish I could see more of it, but then you never do. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I wonder if they just didn't figure out they could just, like, shoot an exterior once or an establishing once. Yeah, and, you're and then set. shoot everything on set. Yeah. But they didn't, so <laughs> it's it 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 um it it can be confusing. No wonder but, we won uh, the war, <laughs> revolution the TV war, the the TV war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next, uh, so like back back next door because they all live like walking distance. They're like right, yeah. Um, Hyacinth is over there. She's waiting for the postman. She's, <laughs> and this is where I got the inkling of like what she's actually like in other episodes because when the postman yeah. mm-hmm. when the homely looking postal worker uh comes up he is that's mean <laughs> well we were saying <laughs> earlier about how just like everyone on british tv just looks like actual people yeah Fair he enough. just looks like a yeah. person um like if it was uh the cw's keeping up appearances it would be taylor uh-huh. lautner <laughs> Um, <laughs> so like the postman comes and he like starts to deliver the mail but then he hears her coming and then I would like he hides like she's a xenomorph <laughs> like <Yep>. he's <laughs> cowering around the garage like just paralyzed with fear and I'm like oh okay that's the vibe that's usually the vibe yeah right yeah I and I wonder if it's all just how he's mispronounced her name in the past and he can't bring himself to say it he can't bring himself to say bouquet so he's always going to be afraid of her reaction. Like I don't like besides that, I don't I don't think she really has anything to say to him. No, of course not. <laughs> like ever. I don't think or unless it's like, well, you know, um, I'm having people over and, you know, the vicar's yeah. coming and I, I'm making a cake and I'm doing like maybe that maybe she just talks his ear off a lot. Um but we don't know. This is one episode. Yeah, I did like when she hears Bucket for the first time, the look. She, she yeah. like, snaps, like, that uh, f- happy, excited demeanor just, like, drops for a split second, and she's, like, ready to go. Yeah. She's ready to rumble. Fuck this guy up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for Bucket, huh? <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like internally she's going, I'm in a good mood, so I'm not going to punch you, yeah. but I would <laughs> if this were any other day. I love, you know, I love a, a saucy old lady. I like that. I always mm-hmm. like that. Um, the the uh, the bucket bouquet joke, what I love about that is at a certain point in the series, it's her husband's name. Yeah. And, and he says at some point, it's always been bucket. You know, like he pronounces it bucket. She's decided it's pronounced bouquet. 
<laughs> it's... Do they have children, like grown children or anything? Or I haven't. I was thinking about this earlier after we watched it. I don't think there's any reference to their children. They certainly no. don't seem to show up. No, yeah, because um, like she could actually change their last name through the kids. If they grow right. up saying bouquet, then like a hundred years from now, there is this weird branch of the family that all says bouquet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up. Uh, I did randomly just discover that there's a show called Young Hyacinth. Oh, like oh, Young yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw that. It lasts like a season or two. Um, in my mm. in my casual googling. Um, the next scene is with the married with children family next door, which is what I wrote <laughs> because it is basically British married with children over there. Uh, that's oh, when yeah. Rose comes in and she's like fed up with men. She's like, you know. She's she's thirsty, trolling for some action. She's not getting any. <laughs> the dad mm-hmm, is convinced he's mm-hmm. seen a ghost. And they're like, yeah. go get the vicar to, like, exercise. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The apartment or the, the room. There's a like, honestly, like, um, being thrown into the deep end of this, I was just like, there's a lot going on in this one scene. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of I was sort of <laughs> thinking that, too, when we were we were revisiting this was just like. Boy, this is uh, this isn't like the greatest introductory episode because they're not explaining who these people are. And I think even the first time I watched it with Anna, she had to tell me like, "Oh, that's their that's that's the extended family." Mm, yeah, because they just kind of assume that you'll know who these people are. Um, Which you know, series five of a show, like yeah, that makes sense. They don't have to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm sorry. So, uh, the middle sister, Daisy, has a child. Mm. That's all I found so far. Oh, wow. But I love this description of Rose. Hyacinth's youngest, lustful sister, Rose has an eye for men and a taste for short skirts (laughs) and flashy, provocative outfits. Thank you, Wikipedia. Flashy, provocative outfits. Um, In the episode Early Retirement, she reveals she was once married, though it is not stated whether she is widowed or divorced. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So... When uh, when we cut back to Hyacinth, she's on the phone because she is convinced that the postal worker has, like, lost a big package. And she's calling yeah. all the way up the chain. She wants to, like... I mean, she would try to speak to the prime minister at this point. <laughs> she's trying. Right. Yeah. There is that line uh, where she's like, I'll speak to a regional manager, but I was hoping for somebody on the national level. <laughs> it's like you kind of see the diluted... Yeah. The, the lengths and uh, depth of the delusion uh, that she's <laughs> operating under at all times that she can speak to, like, England's postmaster general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just for a missing package that isn't that doesn't exist. But when she's on the phone <laughs> is when she like tells you know whoever she's talking to on the other end like, well I know I'm getting a package because it's on my wedding anniversary and Richard is standing behind her and his reaction is so, so funny. good and it's so, so funny. Long. <laughs> he like his hand turns into this claw and he's like almost eating it and then he's like squirming yeah he's squirming he's trying to pull his own face off he's eating all of his fingers it's it's the most it's the most accurate pained expression i've ever seen it it could be overacted but it's super accurate okay i'm back uh there's a guy named sheridan bucket he's an unseen character 
Uh, he is Hyacinth's and Richard's spoiled and selfish only son, about 18 years of age. He is away at college, a poly which Hyacinth insists is of university standard. <laughs> oh, so he's in trade school? <laughs> I guess if that's what a poly means, yeah. It's a uni- so, of course, she has to exaggerate, right? She has to play it up. The major running gag surrounding Sheridan involves him ringing home whenever he needs money. Uh, Hyacinth, without fail, assuming at first that he is just ringing his mummy despite his age. She still refers to herself and Richard as mummy and daddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love I love an unseen character. Who just say, who calls to ask for money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fitting if this this character's child definitely would want to get as far away from home as possible yeah I, could you uh, no. Uh, no i do i do want to like i so uh clive swift plays richard and he's the standout so i loved him yeah what else is he in well i mean i'm looking so uh but he uh god britain is so weird just because like there's so many things they lasted like oh two episodes a success you know um right he was in a doctor who episode from 1985 called revelation of the daleks um and then he was in one in 2007 playing a different character called voyage of the damned um he was on a show called the old guys in 2009 uh oh wow 12 episodes um yeah, is he a film guy? Uh, no, he's mostly a TV guy. Uh, he was in some film, though, but he was in Excalibur, 1981's Excalibur, hmm. and uh, 1990's Othello. Um, yeah, I don't recognize any of these other movies. Oh, no, uh, okay. b- b- Frenzy, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, 1972. He's in that. Wow. But anyway, he's good. He's very good. I love I love. Yeah. Him. Um, so now... We're so this is where the episode cuts to another house that is not Hyacinth's and it's not Daisy's and it's yeah. and I was like oh my god wow there's a lot going on um, and honestly like you said earlier how they never interact part of me was like are these like sub runners like sketches within the show and they just like they have their own narrative that continues episode to episode and never intersects. <laughs> But no, it does eventually. But that's what I thought at first. The neighbors. Oh, yeah. The neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they're just over there doing their own thing. And we never like never the twain shall meet or whatever. But they do. Well, they're talking about um, like their gossip. Right. And they're talking about how there's been burglaries. Right. Um, And eventually that pays off because Richard um fools Hyacinth into thinking that for their anniversary he's getting them an alarm system, a very fancy alarm system to protect their junk. Yeah. <laughs> so so it does it does pay off because everybody's worried about like even even Daisy and Rose and uh the father, right? They're scared because they think there's an intruder in the house. So it's like a light theme. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like so after he comes up like he he hears this uh, Richard hears this whole like you know there's a uh, burglar on the loose um he pretty quick thinking right <laughs> to be yeah. like I'm going to get you a secu- which is a horrible gift or like which is I mean like it's a which is a it's a nothing gift it is neither good nor bad it is like it's like going to the groceries <laughs> like it's just a the, the nice thing about Hyacinth though is is that 
she's just about status, but also she will turn anything into a positive. Yeah, that's true. Because like, she's just like, oh, now people like will think that we weren't burgled because of our security, not because we have nothing worth stealing. <laughs> as annoying as she is, there's something really empathetic yeah. about that, right? Like she's like, like mom, I got you this cold pizza. A pizza from the fancy shop in town? No, it's just Domino's. Domino's, the American brand. You know, like yeah, you can yeah. see her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there is the- a way that that character could have played this where she finds out it's an alarm and then she just like keeps a happy face on but is angry internally because she's a she knows that he forgot and then it becomes like a test of wills like when are is the other one going to. But I like this yeah. choice that she's so committed and into the delusion that she's like stoked about this alarm. I think that might be a big difference between British sitcoms and American sitcoms is that it's the same kind of setup. I mean, like this is a very classic sitcom premise. Yeah. And, and the way that it plays out is not how can I catch you in the lie or how can I make this lie worse? It is how can I make, how can I make this situation benefit my insanity, <laughs> you know, my my very clear status based insanity. And also a lot, a lot of um, <clears throat> a lot of British sitcoms end with disaster. Yes. Like it's it's how long can we keep this ball rolling until it explodes? <laughs> and there's no cleanup. There's no, oh, it's OK. Let's hug it out. We're still a family. Yeah, it is they just, just sit in it. It, is just, <laughs> it just ends with and your life sucks. Ha ha. Um, You'll figure it out. This might be jumping ahead, but it, the episode literally ends with her doing like a Lucille Ball yes. yeah. screaming like, and crying. <laughs> it said, "Yeah, she goes Richard." <laughs> like, it, <laughs> I um. So after he comes up with the lie, we next see him in the in in a in a British phone booth, red. So cool. I love <laughs> Um He's over there and he's calling. He's like, uh, can someone just come over here? I need someone to just like, I know you can't set it up today, but just like get over here. No. Okay. Do you have a wife? <laughs> like, I forgot the anniversary. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> that shit gets set up. Because men know how women are is, <laughs> is the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get the, the my I love the next scene i'm also looking at my cat dolores to see what her deal is going to be does she want to what are you doing she's just staring at the door anyway i love the next scene because it's (laughs) hyacinth bragging to her neighbor not her sister right Right. yeah who i think is her best friend but that doesn't mean that they're friends yeah could be her only friend yeah she seems also terrified of hyacinth (laughs) yeah right so but basically she's just like i'm going to be alarmed as if that is <laughs> that's, that's not a thing. as if that's like how you knight, say it. Yeah. Like knighted, you know, <laughs> like But then the euphem like the friend takes it as kind of like a euphemism for like a sex and like she's She does say Richard's going to alarm me for our anniversary. Yeah, he's like, Oh, he still has okay. <laughs> well then and then I did like that the Hyacinth did say, Oh, a firm of specialists is coming in to do it. <laughs> Which is like I love it's just funny. I know I love them. We're like, well, British humor. They're so you know, Brits are so upper class, and it's just like that's no. a joke implying that a whole firm of like really like well-to-do prostitutes are going to go in and like show her how it's done. Just like, you know, like 
a firm of specialists are going to come in to have sex with her is what the best friend thinks. British humor is so filthy. Yeah, yeah, it's so filthy, but we have the stereotype. Like, historically, historically, it's filthy. That's where they derive the humor from. It's like, look how filthy this rich person actually is. Look how stupid and foolish this jester is you know like it's it it all comes from that they're like but it's not direct in the way that like it's very explicit or or you know gross like i think american humor can be sometimes yeah there's no british like a (laughs) there's no british shadow puppet yeah yeah there might be like it's very it's very it creates images in your mind yeah, and, but it's not direct, which almost makes it filthier. Well, it's misunderstanding. Yes, it's always yeah. a misunderstanding, that or a, a, it's just quiet chaos. You know what's going to happen, and then maybe they'll tease you and not show you, but you you already went there, so it's fine. Like it, yeah. it might as well have happened, and it's worse because it's been incepted <laughs> into your brain. Yeah. So, and that's what make I think that's why we as comedy writers always like look at. The UK is like, oh, it's a higher form of comedy. It is because it's just not as like hit you over the head. It 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 makes you work for it a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because like my husband's going to alarm me for my anniversary. Is like you have to like your mind has to go a little bit further because alarm is yeah, not right. a synonym for sex <laughs> like, not at all well it's anyway. like if he's gonna if he's gonna like he's going to like i don't like you have to think about yeah, it you have to, like, like what, what could that possibly mean and like just sitting here now i'm like he's gonna like it's gonna it's gonna be like scare play or something like what do you like what is <laughs> well, that even and a thing? also the way that she keeps saying it because she's so excited and she just keeps also she says it in a kind of like, if you know, you know, like, he's going to yes. alarm me. Like, I'm going to be alarmed. I'm getting a al- Like, it's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she would never, She right? She Her whole thing is like, she would be scandalized to think anyone would sexualize her in any way. Yeah. <laughs> she, 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 she thinks like, no, 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 that's filth. Like. So everybody looking at her going like she's talking about sex. Yeah. Would would devastate her. She would faint. She would have to go to the hospital if she realized the implication of it. And that is what's so fucking funny about right. it. Right. <laughs> so, so they can't even respond in in, in, in in that sort of way either. They're also sort of trapped yeah, not you're... saying like, do you mean fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, so next door is where the B plot gets wrapped up halfway through the episode yeah. right because like the yeah. vicar comes over and he's like okay i'm okay I'm, i'll do this he goes up there i wrote down the old dad looks like a puppet when he's on the couch he yeah. sure does it's he has real. a big head and no shoulders yeah and it look his, he, i don't know if he has teeth because it just looks like his mouth is flapping <laughs> um so he, the the old the vicar goes up the hot vicar goes up and he says like be gone i command you uh, and then a, a door opens and an old lady is indeed in there. And, um, I think it's, it's who he brought home. It's who the old man yeah, right. brought home the night before. Oh yeah. And he, I guess he, yeah, he, he forgot. He fucked. Yeah. He, he fucked and forgot. <laughs> <laughs> he hit it and quit it. <laughs> no, fucked and forgot. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, that is the over sixties 
version, version, version of Hit and Hit Quit It. <laughs> Fucked and forgot. He didn't mean to. He just doesn't remember who she is. Yeah. <laughs> also, literally ghosted. Yeah. Because yeah. they oh, thought wow. she was a ghost. They did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what if that's where the term comes? No. Um, so <laughs> the next scene is where the security guy, the, the security installer comes to like scope out the house, get the specs, and he comes to the door, says, are you Bucket? And then she immediately just like shuts the door in his face. Closes the door. <laughs> shuts the door. Richard comes out and goes, it's, it, just say it, say it again. It's, it's Bouquet. It's Bouquet. <laughs> Closes the door. Hyacinth comes out again. <laughs> and he has to go bouquet. That's an insane person. Yeah. That is what I'm saying. This is an insane person. <laughs> it's, she's not quirky. She's not eccentric. She is mad. Yeah. She's off her fucking nut. Mad, I tell okay, you. <laughs> to be fair, if we if we psychoanalyzed every sitcom character, it, it would the the argument would just be we are laughing at just uh, a ton of neurodivergence yeah. the whole time. <laughs> poor uh, Joey. Um, poor Alf oh. is a sociopath. Uh, Wait, what is what's Joey's deal? <laughs> I mean, Joey's just Joey, dumb and eats a lot. Joey's very dumb. Is it, well, well, and I think it, he has, he's he, dumb, but he has like a flower spraldron thing because he does he gets ridiculously dumb. Like, season one Joey and season ten Joey could have a show because their levels of intelligence are so different that they would clash. <laughs> wow. He also he also might like, just have, like, ADHD. Yeah. I do like that Hyacinth, so when he's, like, gonna come in, she's like, take off your shoes, I don't allow alien shoes on my... And then she, like, names off a fancy floor. The, or the a flooring, really, yeah. A detailed flooring. I actually don't know if those details are fancy or not. Right. <laughs> it, it makes it funnier, though. Yeah. Details are funny. Details Specifics are, are funny. funny. Yeah. Like it, the 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 vase she keeps referring to that yeah. she needs this whole alarm system. Ro- the Royal for. Dalton. The Royal Dalton with the was it painted um, periwinkles? She says like painted periwinkles. She's like, I'm going to need extra security for my lounge. And the like <laughs> Won't let him in. The guy's just like, oh, yeah, it's all, it'll be everywhere. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, and then she like, what I like, this is a, this one scene is such a good example of like a game and sketch. Uh-huh. Because she immediately is in like, oh, what color is it? It's, it's just like, if this, if then what else? It's just like, what color is it going to be? And he's like, mm-hmm. uh, blue. <laughs> she wants a dusky pink. <laughs> And she just yeah. keeps saying that over and over again. And she wants it dusky pink because she saw it in what she called the the large estate house or something yeah. like that, or the large fancy estate that she went to visit once. And so she keeps she keeps later she even asks like the installers like, do you have the number of that large stately house uh, that has the dusky pink? Because I want to call them up and see what it was like. It's just like that. Because we now have this in common so maybe yeah. we can talk about it. But also like, why would they know what house she went to? <laughs> like she assumes they know because now they're connected by this color of wiring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because like those guys are very... Well, because she also wants um, a specific siren too. Like, again, it heightens yes. from like... Well, So right, what right. is this... The- what, she asks him, like, what do you sound like? And then he, like, makes a noise. <laughs> so then she's like, what no, noise do you make? <laughs> yeah, what noise do you make? Uh, and then he's, she's like, no, the siren. Um, 
Yeah, she wants it to sound like the um, like a, a foghorn. I think it's the foghorn from the Queen Elizabeth too. Yeah, like Q large two, ship. She keeps saying, "Yeah, yeah." And then yeah. the next shot, like we see him running away. He almost forgets his shoes. He gets his shoes in his head. Gets in his car. <laughs> peels out like he's escaping the house from Poltergeist. You know? <laughs> he, he even looks at his shoes and goes, "Nah," yeah. and just drives away barefoot. Like Does doesn't even, even want to bother. Put, putting them on in his car where he is safe. Yeah. <laughs> so then overnight, um, Hyacinth is like, it's our last night without an alarm. <laughs> She's very <laughs> nervous or something. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. And then, you know, Richard goes up to check on a noise, stubs his toe. The next day they come and they, um, the installer guys, just some blue collar dudes come to like, yeah. Hook it up, and then they are also yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? They also bail as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> right. She can never get the hint. And that's- then there's that scene, I think that's right after they leave, right after they bail, is she's outside, and then a guy with a bald head walks by. Yeah. And she's like, hey, but hey, guess what? We have an alarm. So, like, we're, so if you, <laughs> like, so tread lightly, it's probably very sensitive. So Not probably. It's, it's certainly it's, is, it's right? Like, yeah. it's definitely it's sensitive. Definite, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. tiptoes past, and she's like, great, tell everyone to, to do this. <laughs> tell walk, all your friends. Everybody should walk like this in front of my house. I mean, it is a <laughs> comically, like, good on that guy having no lines and really, like, making an impression because that walk was ridiculous. <laughs> Another thing the Brits do well. Yeah. Silly walks. Silly walks. Silly, silly walks it's and It's the government turfs. funding. Yeah. <laughs> silly walks and turfs. <laughs> Sorry, God. too soon? I, I, no, take them down. <laughs> too soon? Not soon enough. I take them all down. I can't mention Cleese anymore without saying turf. Oh, Sorry. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, but she does, like, the genius of her then saying, oh, well, I've set the alarm. It's a romantic number. Like, it's our anniversary. It's the, you know, month, day, and the last two of the year. Like, she's so, ooh, she's so happy. It's a romantic number for her romantic gift. She's really into it. Right. And he, of course. We were like. Yeah. We were wondering how he was going to forget since it was only like a day or yeah, two that's, ago. I was like, he's he knows. How are they going to make him forget? Yes. Like, he knows what day it is today. So he knows what day it yeah. was yesterday. Uh, but of course, we're all stupid because we don't know the year. Yeah. And neither does he. And he goes out drinking. He goes out drinking, goes which out is drinking. another. It's a good touch, too, that he also is like a little. They. That drinking scene is very quick. His friend commends him on like getting away with it, essentially. And yeah. then right. like that scene ends with him saying like another round. So like it is mm-hmm. a quick implication that like he's had a few. And then he comes home, hears a noise, the alarm goes off. What year? And it's really great timing. He puts in the four numbers, it stops for a second, he goes to another room, and then the most intense, like, the buildup was worth it. That alarm was yeah. intense. Funny. Very funny. Right. I Do you guys think that the friend is a frenemy and he wanted him to fail? That no. he wanted Richard to get in trouble? Like, I mean, he- I think what happens, what, what, there's there's a, a scene prior, because he's the neighbor. Yeah, and he's a frenemy of were, Hyacinth, definitely. The neighbors were watching the representative of the company go in and take his shoes off and they were making fun of Hyacinth for doing that and they were like, poor Richard. Well, good for Richard for pulling this scam off 
you know, he he just did it at the last moment. So they were, they seem to be on Richard's side. They but they also were like kind of like, can you believe it? Like, can you believe he pulled this off? Like, right. So that's why I I almost wonder if it was like some sort of menacing, like, yeah, another round, please. Yeah, I'm going to sabotage. Um, I mean, certainly the writers well, are using like, the neighbor as a vector for chaos. It looked like the neighbor goes, this calls for another round. And Richard goes, OK, great. Uh, I'll have another one of these. And the neighbor looks like really pissed, like like mad at him. Like, I guess I thought we'd both be, you know, like we'd both go up and get our own drinks, and I'm not going to buy you a drink. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, too. Like, So Richard's a little bit of a lout sometimes, too. Don't say mean things about him. I love him. He was, yeah, he's great. But I he's, saw I saw his outfit, and I was like, Brett's now going to That's yeah, true. Yeah, like, it, it was a good outfit. Um, okay. Was a good outfit. I, need, I wanted it, too. Y'all vamp for a second while I let Dolores out of my office because she's clawing oh, at sure. my chair okay. and trying to eat my trash. So editing doesn't happen on this show? No, I guess this is, since the magic of editing is you can take something like this out uh, or leave it in, I guess, as a choice. Yeah. Oh, he's he's swinging his arms, pointing for the cat to go. The cat understands English, and now the cat has left. It's a smart cat. That's a very smart cat. Yeah, peek peek behind the curtain, the cat curtain. What's going on? (laughs) Not a thing. (laughs) You have a little special cat curtain? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Look how beautiful it is. It's all it's all sparkly and purpley, and it's Ugh. got a big cat on it. So the cats know it's for them. <laughs> well, we do. They do currently have the other bathtub is just filled with our old bedding because we got new bedding. And yeah. It, no, I the other it. bathtub. Well, our, 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 our only bath. Ooh. <laughs> yes, our other <laughs> bathtub. <laughs> we only have We're one. Having bathtub. another one installed for the cats. You yeah. see. So I have seen photos, videos, photographic evidence, I should say, of your cats. Do the cats sleep in the tub? No, Is that well, what they, happens? They, they do sleep with us, but like that's their, I mean, we started calling it their clubhouse. They have an apartment and a clubhouse in our apartment. Because <laughs> there's like, in our living room, there's a corner where like the two couches meet. So it forms this little like square and we will we'll yeah. put their like cat beds back there. And sometimes they'll go in there and they're just like, you know, hanging out. And they call it their cool. apartment. Um, because we put. Do you call it their apartment, or do you call it their clubhouse, sir? No, the clubhouse is is the bath. So now that the bathtub has it, for a long time it just had bags, and then uh, we got, and then I I got a (laughs) my my job got a fleece throw, so I like put that in there with them, um, and then we got new pillows, so some old pillows went in there, and then we got new sheets, and so like and a new comforter, so like all that is now in the tub. It's just been happening. Did, did they gravitate towards the tub? Yeah. Or why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they yeah. just they would always go in the tub. Two weird cats that just like hanging out in the tub. Yeah. Well, the tub has okay. never hurt them because we will we always um bathe them in uh the shower in like the The tub has never hurt them. <laughs> so they don't know to be afraid of the tub. <laughs> <laughs> but they also don't mind have, getting baths, so they're very strange. Right. Uh, very strange cats. Uh, are you ready for some uh, must-have facts not about my cats? Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, so I have no idea how many people watch this show or what the ratings are because my newspapers.com account does not go international because I don't want to pay more money. So hmm. I don't have any <laughs> must have facts um do y'all know anything about british <laughs> ratings tv ratings no <laughs> i gotta imagine especially at the time when cable tv is i guess it's 95 so it's probably on the rise but i think there's still fewer channels in england than there are in in america yeah. i think at the time and there's no ads right not on bbc so yeah. why would they keep track that's also true. The rating system is really oh my God. for wow, that blew advertisement. My yeah. And and so uh, the BBC doesn't, I think, necessarily have to keep track of how many people are watching any given episode because they're going to rerun the fuck out of it. You know, yeah. like, that's just kind of what they have. That's the model for, for the longest time. And I, is it, I wonder if it's still like that where a series will get rerun, rerun, and rerun. Well, I'm sure now they have different metrics and different companies, you know, doing, mm-hmm. like employing Nielsen or some other yeah. variant. Uh, but in 95, yeah. that's probably when it was all Yeah, because there's, I mean, changing. just for anybody who doesn't know this or, uh, you know, has no idea why that's the case, like, Especially in England, um, citizens pay a license fee every year to get access to the BBC. And you can get, it used to be like you would get a radio license to listen to a year's worth of state radio. You could get a, a TV license for just television or a combination of both. And and it was like, it's basically like Netflix here except it was like a yearly fee that you paid to you know the government to get access to television and the fact that it's like that anything really kind of interesting artistic or even funny coming out of that model it sounds completely foreign to us like how could but that's like anything british television is that for for up until a point like yeah, but wait, I I don't understand because like that's kind of the PBS model, the NPR model, in it in in that it's not ad supported. Yeah, but right. like so you're not getting um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer on PBS. You're not getting Baywatch on PBS. I mean, like PBS is snooze fest. Right, but you would <laughs> if you would if that didn't already exist 
elsewhere, right? Like, yeah. like cable TV, we pay basically a license. We pay a fee. Yeah. It's just not to the government. It's directly to the company. Uh-huh. And they create content that we prefer to the ad-supported content on TV, yeah. right? Usually. Yeah. Um, it's prestige television, right? It's very rare that a network show that isn't a sitcom gets uh, lauded. So we do understand that something that's not broken up by ads and is not artistically tied to keeping you glued to the TV every second um, can yield <laughs> different results. Right? right. But it's still a private company in the United States, like HBO and Showtime are private enterprises. You know? Yeah. But, but in this, in this way, this, we might be too in the weeds now. <laughs> BBC would just hire creators and the creators would make those decisions. You know, like it's, they would clearly have private companies and citizens as production companies making, like it's just, no, but, but, but but the decision-making, the scheduling, the programming is, is basically a, a state run agency. It'd be like if the post office had its own content, Ooh. Right, and, and that's that's kind of what's messed up Cheers. about it is that I feel like everything that we like is made specifically by people from the elite schools, which is also kind of true here. Yeah. Like it's yeah. you know <laughs> over there, everyone in uh, from Cambridge and o- Oxford, you know, got a show right out of college, and here that's the lampoon. Yeah. Or uh, and it's just a writer's room. Or just thing. if your yeah. parents are rich, or if your parents are already famous. Yeah, that's a big, big one. Yeah, we got legacy I, people here. I do know what else aired on the BBC that night, though, because there is a website that has archived all of that. So, oh, okay. Uh, at 7 p.m. that night, something called Last of the Summer Wine, The Glamour of the Uniform aired. Okay. And then, With that Nancy Sinatra song. And then at 7.30, Challenge Anika aired is that one word or two words to challenge anika a-n-n-e-k-a cool that's at okay. 7 30 and then at and this drives me crazy 8 20 is hot shots but like this what the movie no uh let me see. Um, rarer, faster, closer. A look at the ever-expanding technologies to photograph wildlife. Oh, literally hot photo shots. Hot but, shots. Um, okay. So, like, I watched all of the the Circle UK season three uh, as it was happening because I had a friend that was like live streaming it from the UK. And every night, you know, we were like, it's five p.m. my time. But like, some nights it was five fifteen. Other nights it was five or four forty. Like there was no consistency, and I'm like, I don't know how the Brits deal with like just say every night at eight. What is happening? <laughs> it was just yeah. change times every night. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then keeping up that appearances is... at eight thirty in the news. <laughs> <laughs> news at nine. Yeah, that's, but, yeah. That's... They didn't. They didn't really have like a um. You know, uh, uh, a musty TV, like a like a block of comedy. It, it's kind of just like a grab bag of like there's sketch shows and documentaries and news all right. just, you know, because, again, what, uh, they're not trying what to. What day of the week was oh, it? Sunday. Oh, it was a weird. Sunday night show. I mean, that kind of makes a little bit of. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, but in it America, just, it seems so foreign to me. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, this feels like, like a Monday a night show sitcom airing on Sunday. Yeah, it feels like it could be This is a Monday night show. This is a CBS yeah. Monday night show. Or it could be an NBC <laughs> Wednesday night show. Yeah, it's got a big Wednesday vibe. <laughs> but I like some Sunday sitcoms. I think, I mean, Third Rock from the Sun aired there for a while. But was that true? Yeah, I thought that was a Thursday night one. No, it, it was on it was on Sunday for a little while. But Sundays were always weird because they would do two sitcoms and then the Sunday night movie comes on. So you never get a real block. But, right. Okay, so on IMDb, 170 users rated this episode an 8.2. Hmm. What do y'all say? Do you, would you give it higher than an 8.2 compared to Sounds who knows right. what? Right, exactly. I think it's like a 7.8. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not going to argue with it. Yeah, I would say... I think it's 8 or lower. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I started laughing a lot at the halfway point. Like, it took me, you know, a solid 10 minutes for, like, the premise to set in with me and for me to also figure out that I was watching the right show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then when it happened, I was like, okay, when they finally got to the alarm bit and all that, like the alarm, he's going to alarm me seemed just like, great. Perfect. Um, yeah. Who had the must see performance of this episode? Well, Patricia Rutledge in it, she's, she always delivers. She's always funny in it. Yeah. Um, and that I think is what makes this. I think is what makes the show worth checking out mm-hmm. to anybody who's never heard of it or anybody who's like trying to find something interesting to watch. Like she is very funny. I don't think she's like she doesn't come from that sort of traditional like comedy background that I think we're used to seeing mm. within sitcoms. I think she's just a actress who has had uh, she had a, a, a long career before. Uh, the show and just has learned to do all sorts of different, you know, acting within her career. She's always funny. She always knows how to play the joke. Yeah. But um, uh, I think Richard is 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 also such a great uh, foil to her, too. And like we said, that him just squirming. Oh, yeah. Realizing he forgot the anniversary is just it's so cartoonish, but it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's my, so relatable. He's my standout. He's my must-see performer, definitely. Go, Clive. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I've I've nothing to add. I will I will like. I I just want to give a shout out, I guess, to the sisters, like Daisy and Rose. They didn't get a lot to do, but you can tell that they're charming. Yeah. Right. Like, there's something about Daisy's like cute little old lady smile. And like Rose's, like, you know, bedroom eyes. Yeah. That you're like, oh, there's a lot of potential there. Yeah. This felt like a consolation plot. Like, they realized, oh, these characters don't have anything to do in this anniversary plot. So here's, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, five minutes of screen time devoted to your dad thinks there's a ghost in his bedroom, but it's really yeah. just a girl yeah. that he brought home. <laughs> it feels like a B plot that's probably been on the cork board for yeah. season after season. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's, we might as well throw it in it's here. It's series five. Might as well put it in there. Uh, <laughs> y'all are really lucky that I have not done a stupid British accent all this time. <laughs> we are lucky. Yes, yeah. we are. The audience. Y'all are the lucky ones. And so is the audience. Hello. Oh, I have a chimney need need sweeping. Bloop. You you need some you need some uh bloop, bloop, bloop. We have a chimney. Oh, fuck. Some um, work. Bloop, 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 bloop. Bloop. <laughs> you know, my favorite bloop. British catchphrase, blue blue blue. 
Um, I don't have any money, uh, but I can pay you in crumpets. <laughs> oh, mm. go great with me tea. Me oh, tea. Can I have some? Now it's my tea, my testosterone. That's what I call it. <laughs> I drink it oh. from a cup. Uh, testosterone and crumpets. <laughs> um, well, yeah, men have testosterone, women have crumpets. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's scientifically <laughs> oh, sound. Um, and must other people see this episode? <laughs> Maybe not immediately, um, but definitely check out the show. Check yeah. out the show, and and I think now that you know that there's like, if you're listening to this and you've heard us talking about the the other family, when they show up, you won't be as startled <laughs> or as confused <laughs> as Brett was. Yeah. <laughs> Why, they? Where am Why I? are they in the same shot? <laughs> I think if you're not I've a TV writer... I've lost object permanence. I think if you're not a TV writer, um, this is a good show to have on in the background. It's pleasant. It You know, you can sort of tune in and out. Um, if you are a writer, it's such an easy instructable. It's a, it's like, you can see where the flaws are immediately and then like correct them in your own work. And you can see the brilliance of just playing with status and misunderstanding. Yeah. And like, you don't need a lot more than that. Yeah, it's really yeah. simple. I mean, that one scene of her with the security installer just taking her through, taking him through the house was just like heightened. Everything was perfect. It was like this little made sit. It was great. It was really good. I mean, that's what made The Office so popular too, right? It was yeah. just like half that show is people rolling their eyes. Yeah, or cringing, <laughs> cringing at their boss behaving like a attention-seeking lunatic and being powerless to do anything about it, yeah. you know? there's, But with I think with this show, you see that the, the pedigree of, of, like, what British comedy, sitcom comedy writing is like because it is that sort of, like, it gets worse, it gets worse, it gets worse, and that's fine. And I think that's what I really do love about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it kind of gives you, British. like... It really is. But it is also I Love Lucy. Yeah, like, I mean, a I lot of Lucy episodes, of yeah. they, end with, it, they end with her getting caught or, like, her upset and crying or, or you know, things don't but work isn't out. There usually, isn't there usually, like, a scene afterwards that's like, well, everything's fine, we're still in love. That's, that's later. Like, Lucy okay. is, like, the 1950s sitcoms are fucking wild, uh, Spoiler alert, tune in next week. Um, they like they, the structure's all over the map. Like Lucy always ends like boom, and then it's credits. And then like Dick Van Dyke show starts doing more. Like here's a little button, here's just something to like make you feel good. Anyway, um, where can people find y'all on the internet if they want to talk to you about etiquette? <laughs> <laughs> lefthandedradio.com be sure to listen to our entire podcast in its entirety before contacting us about etiquette Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a very simple request it's very rude if you don't it's very rude to contact us without listening to our entire oeuvre it's also very rude to listen to this episode of must have seen tv and not follow us at lefthandedradio on instagram or twitter or tiktok Mm -hmm. if you happen to be on those apps it is acceptable to not follow us if you are not a participant 
in social media. However, then you must tune into twitch.tv yes. slash left-handed radio on Thursdays and sometimes Sundays yeah. to play games with us because we need the attention. If you can exhibit etiquette properly, join our twitch.tv uh, channel and, and chat along with us <laughs> properly in a, yeah, pro- uh, in a polite, proper respectful tone. I will also say this. It is very uh, appropriate and the highest form of compliment you can pay us is to support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash left-handed radio. For $5 a month, you can listen to Brett White in sketches that we've locked behind um, a very tasteful paywall. A very tasteful golden vault. It is a it is a beautiful golden vault. Yes. Slash paywall decorated in hand painted lilies. Yes. <laughs> um, painted by very talented children. Cherubs. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm also on Twitter at Adam Bozarth, and I could use the follow. I I'm not so. Yeah. Opt out. <laughs> What the hell? If you want to hire us to make your podcast or to make animations, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're already saying yes. You don't have to pitch us on it. <laughs> We're open for business. Please send us your etiquette. And Brett, where can we find you? Oh, that. So. That does it for this episode of Must Have CTV. Thanks again to my guests, Adam Bozarth and Anna Rubinova, for dropping by and talking about. Keeping up appearances with me. Next time, I'll be discussing the Leave it to Beaver episode, Wally's Hair Comb. (laughs) Wally's Hair Comb is in season two, episode 34, and you can stream it on Peacock. Get into the beave. (laughs) Until then, I want to hear from all of (laughs) y'all. Follow at Must Have Seen TV on Twitter and Instagram and let's talk about sitcoms. I'm probably not going to post a lot there, but I will answer questions because, again, as I might start saying every week, this is a one-man operation. I don't have interns to make gifts and post photos, and I try to do that. just means the podcast doesn't get done. Content is more important than memes. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and at Brad White. Please leave reviews in iTunes, because as I've said, I do have five one-star reviews and like 50-something five-star reviews, but those five one-star reviews really get my goat, and you, as I've said, I blame them on QAnon and homophobes. That's Those are the two people who give me one-stars only. Uh, so please go and leave a review, write a review. I love it. I love a written review, but also just want to tap those five stars. Thanks to Acast for hosting this podcast. Read the words that I write at Decider.com as well. Thanks to all y'all for listening. And I will see you next time on Must Have CTV. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.